It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Every day. And we welcome you to a new episode of the Locked On Redskins podcast as we begin another week right here on LOR on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Chris Russell. It is good to have you with us. Today's episode of Locked On Redskins is brought to you by Built Bar. Uh, Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Yes, indeed, it does. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. Do it, guys. I've done it. You can do it. It's easy and it's good. BuiltBar.com. All right, let's uh, start with this. Coming up in this particular episode of Locked on Redskins podcast, we're going to talk about Ron Rivera and some of the coaches returning to work on Friday. at Red, Well, not returning to work, returning to Redskins Park for work uh, on Friday. As well, Adrian Peterson making some big news. Sad news for a former Redskin who only spent one year here, but still nonetheless, and as well, we're going to get to a couple of other things that we're going to try and squeeze in. Uh, somehow, some way, we still have a bunch of other stuff uh, to get into and go on. Uh, as we do a couple of less episodes now per week uh, during this kind of slow time, the Redskins still making some headlines. So let's start with the... Sad news, and that happened on Sunday morning. We found out about this. Rache Caldwell, Rache Caldwell, uh, who played only one year with the Washington Redskins, uh, he was shot and killed on Saturday evening in Tampa, Florida, at the age of 41. His full name, Donald Rache Caldwell, spent seven seasons in the NFL. Killed in his hometown of Tampa, played his college ball at Florida, had a pretty decent career, I guess is the best way uh, I, I would say it. It certainly wasn't the kind of career that you were hoping, I guess, to get. I think he was a second round pick, if memory serves me, of the San Diego Chargers. And I, you know, I've talked to some people that know him, uh, and they all say what a great guy he was, good kid, great teammate, just you know, got in trouble after his playing days. Uh, And his brother even admitted the same thing. Some things that happened in his NFL career kind of haunted him and and drove him in a a bad way. And quite honestly, Rache Caldwell was probably going to jail very soon if he made it. And he didn't make it. So, you know, I don't know how long he would have been going to jail for, he pleaded guilty to conspiracy to commit health care fraud and uh, back in January. That, that's the same case with Clinton Portis and Carlos Rogers. Remember, there was a couple of ex-Redskins in addition to Clinton Portis and Carlos Rogers. One of them was Rache Caldwell, and they all played together 
in the 2007 season. Now, that was before I got on the beat, so I didn't know Roche at all. I mean, I knew of him, didn't know him, didn't cover him, didn't report on him, that type of thing. Obviously, I knew Portis and Rogers really well because they were still there in 2009 into 2010 uh, when I was on the beat, but Caldwell I did not know. But, you know, at 41, um, you know, you just, man... I mean, I, you know, people, people die at early ages all the time. You wonder why somebody can't avoid trouble. Uh, apparently, according to TMZ, this was a, a planned shooting. Like he was apparently his mom, I guess, told authorities or told TMZ that he was ambushed. Um, you know, and I, look, Apparently, he was going out on a date with his girlfriend. Um, you know, I, the details are kind of sketchy a little bit, quite honestly. You never, ever expect, no matter what you're into, no matter some of the things that you're doing, even if they're not good things, um, you never kind of expect what we heard about today, or Sunday, I should say, Um you know, again, when you, when you hang out with bad people, when you associate with bad people, when you do things that you shouldn't be doing, you know, a lot of times it catches up to you. Um, cops are saying that he was targeted, according to TMZ. Uh, they said they found an adult male victim of a gun, sh- you know, suffering from a gunshot wound in the front yard of his residence. They tried to, you know, life-saving measures. His mom said he did not even make it to the hospital. They uh, transported him, uh, but he was pronounced deceased, right? So, I mean, we don't have any other details other than that, but his mom, like I said, you know, said that he was uh, a good person who smiled all the time. He tried to help everyone he could, he was the type of guy who would take his shirt off his back and give it to you, right? Um, his girlfriend, uh, I, I read this wrong. I thought it was his mom, but his girlfriend said the former player was quote-unquote ambushed by a quote-unquote couple of people who jumped out of bushes trying to rob him. He was getting ready to take the girlfriend out on a date when he went back inside his home to grab a jacket. And then I guess he got ambushed. He was shot in the leg and in the chest. I mean, just awful. Just awful. Just so sad. No matter what kind of trouble he was in. You know, and again, he was probably going to jail based on that conspiracy to commit health care fraud case that he pled guilty to. I mean, maybe he would have gotten away with probation. I don't know. I guess he served a couple of years at one point. Uh, in his post-career playing days, just just hard to see somebody 41, right? And you think they didn't have the career that they were supposed to have, clearly. But, you know, I mean, played in the NFL for seven seasons, right? Was part of the Patriots, part of the Redskins, part of the then San Diego Chargers, now the L.A. Chargers. I mean, it's, you know, had a great college career at Florida. You know, you think at 41, but people get in trouble all the time in bad situations. Now, what I don't know is 
He was ambushed, again, according to the girlfriend, by a couple of people. Were those couple of people and ambushed just randomly doing that to him? To anyone? Or was that part of a hit? That's what we don't know yet. That's what we don't know yet. Either way, it's terribly sad. Um, condolences, obviously, to Rache Caldwell's family, uh, his brother, his mom. It's just terrible. Just terrible. All right, so when we come back, right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast, we will talk about Adrian Peterson taking a knee and what Dwayne Haskins and Doug Williams did over the weekend, right here on LOR. What's up, guys? It's Chris Russell here for Built Bar at BuiltBar.com. That's right. Check them out. If you are looking for a great-tasting chocolate bar that is low in sugar, low in carbs, high in protein, high in taste, and gives you that satisfaction that you so desperately crave in your normal chocolate and candy bar without all the guilt and without all the bad stuff, you want to go to Built Bar and BuiltBar.com. They have a ton of flavors. They have variety packs. You can order one particular flavor. You can order a couple of different boxes to see kind of like what you like. And again, if you're not sure what you like, get a variety box. They have a variety box of 18. I mean, you should be able to find something that you like. No matter what you kind of have an interest in in terms of flavors i'm a big chocolate and peanut butter guy right uh some people love chocolate and fruit chocolate strawberries chocolate you know that type of thing chocolate mint they have it all you can try out again a big old variety box or you can get isolated flavors depending on what you like and you can get ten dollars off your first order at BuiltBar.com. That's right, BuiltBar.com. Get $10 off your first order using the promo code Locked On. all one word, Locked On. $10 off at BuiltBar.com. Hey, guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former SportsCenter anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. All right, everybody, good to have you with us right here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. We continue our first episode of this week, the week of June 8th, 2020. Hope you all had a great weekend or as good as you possibly can uh, as everyone around the world continues to recover uh, and try and move away from, uh, I guess, the coronavirus uh, and deal with another uh, crisis, certainly the Black Lives 
matter crisis uh, and everything that has kind of gone on in the United States over the last couple of weeks. And we will get to that part of the story in just a little bit. Uh, But first, we wanted to tell you, uh, if you guys could please, 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 please uh, try and check out uh, some good people that are doing some good things. Um, They are diehard Redskins fans. They're called the Hog Farmers, right? And you can check out thehogfarmers.org. Now, many, many of you guys might know of these guys led by uh, a guy named Chris Bryan uh, and a bunch of other guys uh, that are diehard Redskins fans. They're in Section 109 at FedEx Field. They do a lot of great things for pediatric cancer, right? Um, the Hoggettes were known for their charitable endeavors, right? And the hog farmers have kind of modeled what they have done uh, after what the Hagets kind of did back in their heyday, right? And they do it for children and families that are affected by pediatric cancer. So you can donate at thehogfarmers.org. Thehogfarmers.org. Very simple donation. Uh, and you can also do this. You can buy, donate a couple of really, really cool hog farmer kid shirts, right? So they launched over the last part of last week um, this special t shirt for children with pediatric cancer. They're medically equipped with side snaps for comfortable, uh, you know, wear so that the kids, when they're getting their chemotherapy treatment, they don't have to take off their shirt, you know? Um, so it, it makes it a little bit easier. So please, if you can at all, please, if you have $10, $20, whatever it might be, $5, please go to the hogfarmers.org, the hogfarmers.org, uh, you know, donate for the shirts, just flat out donate. Um, and you can help a kid with childhood pediatric cancer. So go check out um, the great thing that these guys are doing uh, in, again, the spirit and the model of the Huggettes, helping kids out with pediatric cancer. If you can do that, it would be greatly appreciated. All right. So over the weekend and since our last episode, we updated this in our um in our Google News Initiative five-minute reports, right, on Friday afternoon, Adrian Peterson at a charity event at his gym that he owns with Trent Williams called O Athletic uh, in the Houston area held a charity event. Alex Bregman was there. I don't think Trent was there. I never saw anything that said that Trent was there. Uh, but Adrian certainly was. And, um, you know, a couple of reporters were there. And Adrian Peterson made news by saying that he planned on kneeling during the national anthem this year. And he he basically didn't say himself. He said we, you know, essentially like a lot of NFL players. So here's some of the exact quotes from Adrian Peterson via Aaron Wilson of the Houston Chronicle. Quote, Years ago, seeing Colin Kaepernick taking a knee, now we're all ready to take a knee together. 
going into the season without a doubt. Once again, asked if he will indeed take a knee, quote, without a doubt, without a doubt. So that's Adrian Peterson. And notice, again, he said, we're all ready to take a knee together going into the season, without a doubt. So now, does that mean, it obviously doesn't mean just Adrian Peterson. Does that mean just the Redskins? Does that mean a lot of NFL players? Does that mean every NFL player? Are we going to remember what happened a couple of years ago when uh, the president got involved and screamed and, and denounced? Uh, disrespecting the flag and the national anthem, and so many people feel a certain way about that. I'm not trying to make this political. I'm not trying to get anybody's feelings offended or whatever. Um, you know, I, I disagreed with Colin Kaepernick using the national anthem and the flag as a means of his protest. I thought there was other ways he could go about it, but he chose to do it. He chose to do it peacefully. I do respect him for that. Uh, he had every right to protest and use his platform. I wish, again, he would have done it a different way because I think, again, in this country where people are so politically divided, they saw it one way and defenders of Colin Kaepernick saw it another way, right? So without getting too crazy and too much in the weeds there, the bottom line is, is I think Colin Kaepernick doing it the way he did, whether it's right, wrong, whatever your feelings are on it, he lost some of his he lost some of his, his, his ability to keep the focus on what he was aiming for and what he was protesting, which was police brutality against African-Americans or blacks, by bringing the flag and the national anthem into it kind of on purpose, right? So he used that to gain leverage, but yet that leverage that he gained then became the debate and became the firestorm. It became about disrespecting the flag, disrespecting the national anthem, whether he was or he wasn't, whether you believed that he was or he wasn't. And there were many people that believed he wasn't and many people that believed he was, right? But it got lost, the ultimate message, the real message, which was police brutality, right? So now players, when you consider what happened recently with George Floyd and others, unfortunately, are basically in a situation where like, okay, in order to create the conversation again, in order to keep the conversation going, we're going to go back and do what Colin Kaepernick and so many other NFL players started to do several years ago in 2017, right? But now, now, here's the interesting part, right? The NFL came up on Friday about a half an hour or so after Adrian Peterson's statement made the news and they say they were responding to the uh, roughly minute and a half long player produced video with an NFL employee basically organizing it and editing it together. But the NFL players and many prominent players, including Patrick Mahomes, Chase Young of the Washington Redskins, um, Tyron Matthew, uh, Odell Beckham Jr., um, you know, Dick. Several big name players, right? Huge name players. Basically saying that they wanted the NFL to listen to them. And the NFL did not listen to them. And now they want the NFL to listen to them again. And then a half an hour after Adrian Peterson comes out and says, no, nope, we're taking a knee. Roger Goodell comes out with a statement. The NFL commissioner on video saying, we did a bad job. We did not listen. 
We need to do better. We need to listen. We condemn racism and systematic oppression of black people. We, the NFL, admit we were wrong for not listening to NFL players earlier and encourage all to speak out and peacefully protest. We, the NFL, believe black lives matter. So the question becomes, are they going to allow all players to take a knee, some players to take a knee, and for that to be a story again? When they tried to buy financially through donations to charitable organizations or organizations, I should say, that like the American Civil Liberties Union, uh, the NAACP, various different organizations for social justices and for social uh, causes, right? Um, Social issues. So are they going to try and buy that again so that players don't protest and so that players don't take a knee and again, therefore become part of the story, if not the story? What are they going to do? It's very likely that there's going to be no fans in the buildings, but everybody's going to be watching on TV. So what are they going to do? This is what we don't know, considering Adrian Peterson laying his cards on the table and sounds like he was, again, speaking for more than just him. And then the NFL basically almost like not not that they were looking at Adrian Peterson, but they were planning this response after the player commercial and video came out. So this response by the NFL didn't really have anything to do with Adrian Peterson, but now this throws another log onto the fire because we really haven't had this be a big story over the last two years, right? But remember how big of a story it was just a couple of years ago. Remember how big of a story it was. So it'd be very interesting to see the fallout from this, right? And does Adrian Peterson get cut by the Redskins? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, people were already speculating that. Do the Redskins try and cut him to avoid that? And if they do, it's going to be a major, 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 major controversy. A major controversy. And then the other thing is, you know, you kind of wonder, like the NFL, well, boy, they came out with that at 6 o'clock on a Friday night. That is News Dump Central. That is News Dump Central. Isn't it? I think so. All right. We finish up the Locked on Redskins podcast. The Redskins have still not made an official statement, and Ron Rivera and some coaches came back to work on Friday at Redskins Park. Details on all of that coming up next right here on LOR. This Locked on Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home, but I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found... Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and 
free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. All right, so the Redskins have not made an official statement yet. Many other NFL teams have. Many other professional sports teams have. They have not. They participated in Blackout Tuesday. They left their social media, at least on Twitter. I did not double-check on Instagram, but I believe on Instagram as well. Silent for three days until late Friday afternoon. From Tuesday late afternoon until late Friday afternoon. Three full days on the same tweet, a black screen, no words, you know, just that's it, which is a strong statement, but it looks like that's going to be their only statement. They have not crafted a written statement. And as I wrote about at redskinsreport.com, and you can still check out the piece, you know, here's the thing. I don't need a statement from the Redskins if it means nothing, if it's just words because they feel an obligation, which is what I think it would feel like, which is what I think it would be after now so much time going by. Oh, we, we well, we're the only ones that are not making a statement. We feel like we have to make a statement so that nobody can say we're the only ones that didn't make a statement. So maybe that doesn't make sense, but it makes sure as heck sense to me. I don't believe the Redskins wanted to make a statement. A, because a lot of people feel their nickname, their Obviously, their moniker is a racist name, and they didn't want to take the abuse. So they just thought maybe silence or not saying anything and participating in the Blackout Tuesday social media campaign maybe was better. Uh, They got hammered for that, too. But the bottom line is that any kind of statement, whether they make it on social media, whether they write a couple of words, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Here's what they can do. Obviously, again, they can donate millions and millions of dollars if they really, really want to, to the ACLU, to the NAACP, whatever. They, they can do that to whatever social justice cause the NFL players have, NFL has set up. I, I don't know enough about that, quite honestly. They can do that. But what I suggested... And what I just didn't get a whole lot of response on, if I'm being honest, and I was hoping that it would spur some debate, but it just hasn't. Um, And that was that the Redskins should invest money in local police departments in the DMV area and basically invest the money with a sole purpose, designated for a purpose of building essentially a department inside the police department, inside the county police that monitors its police officers as they go along, not only in training, not only in the hiring process, but in the ongoing career and beat process. Because as we know, right, in life, the way you are in 2000 is not going to be the way you are in 2010 or 2020. Just like if you're hired in 2020, by 2025, you might not think the same way about people. Whether they be white, black, red, it doesn't matter. You might not think that way. You might have a jaded, bitter point of view. We need to invest, I believe, money in our police departments, not for donuts, not for coffee, 
but for education, for training, for continuous monitoring. Every police department, every county police department has a staff, depending on how big it is, how many police officers there are, monitoring, grading, judging, interviewing, evaluating, staying on top of, learning their officers and their challenges that their officers are going through. That's the only way we're going to nip this in the bud, I think. I mean, we can continue to donate money to social justice causes. That's great. But this is a meaningful way of going to try and fix the problem. All right. So Doug Williams and Dwayne Haskins were both in Washington, D.C. on Saturday afternoon, silent or I should say silently protesting in a peaceful protest, the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, this again on Saturday afternoon. Now, as we know, Dwayne Haskins hasn't said anything either. Uh, he engaged a couple of NFL players, Jalen Ramsey, Jeff Akuda, uh, earlier in the week, uh, said he was going to say something. Maybe this was him speaking without necessarily words and using social media again, uh, because he certainly retweeted some of the coverage of it and some of the pictures. Um, so maybe this was his message. Maybe this was his statement. And Doug Williams, obviously historic in so many ways, the first African-American quarterback first black quarterback to play and win a Super Bowl and did that, what, 32 and a half years ago now for the Washington Redskins. And the last thing we have for you is Redskins coaches did indeed return to work on Friday. Uh, we reported on the last episode that we didn't know if they were going to be fully cleared. What we found out on Friday afternoon, uh, first, I think, before anybody else reported it, was that Ron Rivera and several coaches did indeed show up, did report for work. Now, not all coaches were there, meaning coaches that were out of the area um, on various family situations, whatever, did not report, my understanding is, and from what I was told by a source, inside the building. But it doesn't matter. Ron Rivera was there. Um, there was a new security entry portal type system in the main lobby uh, that was that looked kind of cool from afar and video that the team put, picked up. And the bottom line is, is right now players can't be there except those that again continue to recover from rehab. But Ron Rivera and the coaches uh, can be as long as they are in compliance with guidelines set forth by the Commonwealth of Virginia and Loudoun County, Virginia. All right, so that's that. We're going to say goodbye right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us. I'm Chris Russell. Have a great start to your week and week overall, no matter when you're listening to the Locked on Redskins podcast. Don't forget to check out the Locked on NFL podcast uh, as well. And make sure you check out BuiltBar.com and RockAuto.com as well. Right here on LOR. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.